Hey, Scarlett here. So I'm here with Sinclair. Um, she is a fourth year nanotechnology engineering student at the University of Waterloo. And she's just going to detail a little bit about uh, her experiences as a female engineering student um, within the co-op world and, you know, throughout her co-op placements, kind of her experience with imposter syndrome. Yeah, so hi everyone, I'm Sinclair. Um, I'm in my sixth co-op now at Waterloo. And so along the way, I've had a bunch of different work experiences. Um, I've worked mostly in a mechanical engineering field. So I've worked everywhere from on kind of a manufacturing shop floor through like R&D and some laboratories. And then now I work in more of an office setting um, doing design engineering work. And so some of the experiences I've had in a multitude of those places uh, with imposter syndrome have definitely impacted me and the company negatively. Uh, one that I wanted to kind of bring up that I think is similar to a lot of women's experiences is that um, sometimes kind of you end up being unfairly scrutinized when compared to your male counterparts. Uh, for example, on my last co-op, I had an experience where um, in a meeting, we were defending different design ideas, and the one that I had suggested um, came up, and I was explaining why I thought that it was, you know, the best fit and the strongest and the lowest cost option. And one of the other, my coworkers in the room actually called me out for being too emotional about the idea and why was I being so defensive about it. And that type of negative experience, I think, especially impacts women because we're often scrutinized for being overly emotional. And uh, as a result of this, I think definitely some design reviews I've had since. I can think of one in particular where another co-op student um, on one of our first days was suggesting a bunch of ideas. And despite the fact that I had a bunch of good ideas, um, I had a hard time uh, getting up the courage to speak out for kind of fear of being thought of as dumb or maybe I just wasn't thinking hard enough about the problem or that my solution was bad. And we ended up coming kind of back around and not solving that problem on that day. And I got the opportunity later on to suggest some of my solutions. But unfortunately, it was kind of too late. And I had missed the opportunity to do a bunch of the prototyping stage. And I think that's one kind of concrete example showing where this imposter syndrome had both a negative impact on me and my development as an engineer as well as a negative impact for the company. Thank you for sharing your experiences Sinclair and uh, and so do you have anything you'd like to say um, to you know young males, females, um, allies within um, like the tech industry and engin engineering industry like pertaining to imposter syndrome um, and you know how to how to combat this very very regular practice that people go through yeah so I think uh, one of the biggest things I would say to that is really just take the time to listen because I know that it can be very hard to stand up when you see someone kind of unfairly questioning someone's intelligence or scrutinizing them unfairly and I know because I even have a hard time standing up for myself sometimes. Um, but even just taking the time to listen to the women in your workplace and 
to like hear their experiences and not to try to defend the people who are kind of talking negatively to them or whatever to just really take that time to listen i think um can make all the difference and also i think the other point to make is that we can all succeed together it has never been uh such a progressive time as we are in right now and i think it's we can all succeed together it's not just about allowing women to have a more open contribution in technical roles just for women it's about allowing women to have a more active and open place in technical roles in the workplace for everyone because studies have shown that adding diversity as well as women to workplaces lead to better solutions better company culture as well as like better problem solving and adding a diverse perspective to those problems in engineering. Okay, so another question that I have for you um, as a engineering, female engineering student who is very, very close to graduating, sort of finishing off your academic and co-op experiences, what is some advice that you would give to a younger female engineer, you know, starting off, her degree, um, going into the world of co-op and etc. So I feel like I've really taken a lot away from my co-op experiences as well as my academic experience and I've definitely gone through a lot of personal growth since uh, getting started in first year. If there's two kind of pieces of advice I could give to young women and women identifying people who are coming up through engineering right now, it's that it's really important to combat the idea that you're lucky to be in a situation. I think uh, something that gets told to young women a lot is that you're lucky to be here and you know it's just so lucky that you got this job and I think it's something that's really easy to start believing, especially coming through the Waterloo Works process, which I know can be uh, pretty uh, tough. But to really believe that you're smart and you're adding value no matter what your experience level is and that you're not lucky to be in a situation you've worked hard to be there and they're lucky to have you and it's really important to work at a company that treats you that way and i think this really extends as well to friendships and academia because you know there's a lot of people that you'll meet throughout your degree and you know teaching assistants and some professors who won't necessarily treat you like the value that you're adding. And so what's really important is to not waste your time on those people and to instead take your ideas and your intelligence to friends and companies that really value that. Because ultimately, I, I think my experience, as well as a lot of other women, is that certain companies, if they do want to create a negative work environment, there's unfortunately sometimes very little that we can do about it. But one thing that we can absolutely do is to not reward those negative companies with our talent. Because we're working hard and companies that value you are the ones that you want to reward by working there. 